it's Megan and Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too, where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize honestly, we all go through the same shit just from different angles. Hello. How you doing, Mugs? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm good. I actually just went um I just went and got my nails done, the most aggressive shade of orange. Yeah, I I just, I have like a big couple of weeks coming up at work. I wanted something that was going to make me feel really badass. Interesting. So I uh, went with, went with orange. It was a game time decision. I I don't regret it. Although I came home. Convincing. No, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. But um, it was funny as I was getting it, like my two roommates are just like, they care a lot about nail polish colors, as you know, especially Emily. And she, um, I was like, I don't know how she's going to feel about this. And she was like, if it brings you joy, it brings you joy. And I was like, oh, I love that for me. Um, So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I went into the office today, which was, yeah, good. I'm liking going into the office. How many people from your team are in the office right now? So today it was only one person from my team, but I think like we're probably going to try and do like every couple of weeks we all go in on the same day. But I really think that I'm probably going to be the one going in more and then they'll kind of come in. I just don't think that they love coming into the office, which is totally fine. I just like being there and occasionally I would like them to be there with me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think as long as there's a purpose, like that makes sense. We, especially because your company is like primarily remote, right? Yeah, it's remote first. Ah, yes. How are you doing? I'm good. I was in the office today too. We, um, so I, this is my second week back. We do three days in the office, two days at home. And my team is all in, all staff are in on Mondays, which is nice. And then my team is also all in on Tuesdays. So it tends to be, good catch-up days, meetings, all of that kind of stuff. And it's nice to see people in person, especially because I live alone. It's like I could go a significant amount of time without seeing someone <laughs> in person. So it's – um, I get like all dressed up and I get so excited and go oh, in. so cute. I love that for you. Yeah. So um, no, it's good. And like my commute's really easy. It's like 12 minutes on a bad day. So oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's not hard, which if I was had a longer commute, I might be more agitated by the idea of leaving my house. But no, it's fine. I'm good. I um it's actually a perfect time for us to talk about what we're gonna talk about today because after months of not dating and like kind of putting things on hold, mainly because I was like burnt out. And then winter happened and it was so cold here and we were like locked down again. Like COVID, right? Yeah. Like it's pretty, it's pretty hard to date. Like now things are, you know, fingers crossed opening up, but like it's like a, it's tough out there because you're essentially during COVID, you're essentially like, okay, like I can't see multiple people really. I can't make out with multiple people really. No. Like you're, like, you kind of have to put all your eggs in one basket prematurely. The amount of walks I've gone on in the last two oh years, God. I feel like I'm on Bridgerton. 
I hate going on dating walks. I know. I feel like what do they call it in Bridgerton though? They go on I a never said it's Bridgerton. What? Disagree. Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't like it that much. You know I don't like period pieces. Yeah, I'm okay. I was, in it for, I was in it for the sex for sure, but it took so long for the sex to happen. Megan. And for once it did happen, I was done. That was the only storyline I cared about. Ugh. This is a personality trait of yours I was not prepared for today. But you knew I didn't like period pieces. I did. I just figured there was an exception. But you know what? You live, you learn. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's perfect timing because after months of not dating for various reasons, I finally like jumped back on the figurative horse, I guess. <laughs> Which is a horrible yeah. analogy for this. And I tell me everything. When did when did you get back on Hinge? Or is it Hinge? So funny enough, so I had paused. That's been the the app I've used being single the most, I would say. Actually, it's probably the only one I've actively used. Um, and I went to like redo my profile and I'd just been paused for so long and I was so I it just feels like heavier for some reason. And maybe it's because I've been burned on it, like my last experience. Yeah. So I deleted, like fully deleted my account, deleted the app, and then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I just want something that's like a little easier to like dip my toe back into the water. And one of my friends, my girlfriends here in Ottawa, um, who was single for a long time, ended up meeting her husband here. So I downloaded Tinder. Okay. I love this. Tell me – because I'm really only using Hinge right now. I have a Bumble. But I don't use it because I honestly, I really don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't like Bumble either. Like I love the concept of it, but Same. I just in practice. Exactly. This is like one of those in- inventions. Well, kind of an invention, but one of those products where you're like, this sounds amazing. And, but like when it actually happens, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to have to like come up with something witty to say to every single it's- it's person. not even that. It's like most people, like I don't have notifications on my – for my dating apps. Like it's more I'll go into it if I know I'm talking to someone or if I'm in the mood to talk to someone. Not only do you have only like 24 hours to make the first move, but then they have 24 hours to respond. So it's just this like – That's so I don't know. True. I didn't even think about that. It's just a lot. So anyways, it's – that's – you know, I love Bumble in theory. It's just in practice has been not my favorite. But – so this has literally been like three days. So it's not like I have extensive like feedback to give you. But it's – first of all, it's been highly entertaining just like scrolling through and seeing some profiles. But I've actually – it's just been a lot less pressure. Yeah. And I'm talking to like a few different like decent, I think, okay. people. And it's just like light and fun and I think what I needed to get back to with dating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think like – I mean, you know my history of dating. Well, I don't have much of a history, but like I have always put a ton of pressure on like finding love or like finding the right person. And I've always um, fallen in love with my guy friends and let that kind of like 
take up all of my time and attention. And so it always felt like, as you said, like it always felt really heavy. Like it was like every date I went on, there were few and far between, which is partly why, but every date I went on, I was like, is this going to be something like, like literally like I would like talk to someone for a couple of weeks on Tinder or Hinge when I was back in London. And then I'd meet up with them and I just would so desperately want it to be something, even if like, and we've talked about this before, it was almost like I was like looking at myself from above, like on the date, being like, is it going well? Like almost like trying to like judge the situation in real time of like, is it going well? Does he like me? Am I being funny enough? Does he think I'm pretty? And then I'd come back from the date and I'd be like, sorry, did I even like this person? Like, I don't even know. 100%. I feel like that's how most women approach dating. It's like, do they like me? Do they like and like exactly to your point, you there's such a powerful shift and if you start going into it being like, I don't really care if they like me. It's like, do I like them? Like this is for me to figure out if I like the other person. Tinks, again, who I'm I love dearly, who's an influencer. She talks about how oh, I can't even think of the way she explains that it. it's I'm going to butcher this so badly now. She talks about how like women date like venture capitalists and men date like stockbrokers, I think is the analogy. So it's like men date based on like what's there right there in front of them and make the decision right then. And women date on like potential. Oh my God. It's so true. I could have completely butchered that. So please don't like ruin me. Um, no, I mean, I I love the analogy. I think it makes – it makes total sense. Like I've always struggled with that. And I, I do think I'm getting better. I honestly, it's so fucking irritating because I was talking to one of my friends the other day and I was like, you know, I just feel like I'm getting better at this dating thing. Like, I just feel like because I've gone on more dates, the stakes are less high. And she was like, Megan, I've literally been saying that to you for 10 years. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I know. I'm an idiot. Like, and it was that it was advice I just didn't want to hear. And maybe I wasn't ready. I struggle. I've always struggled with like self-esteem stuff. Like maybe yeah. I just like didn't have it in me at that point to, to actually do it. But for whatever reason, like moving to Toronto, being somewhere new and like knowing that I really do want to meet someone. A blank slate is powerful. Yeah, you don't have any other options. There's no safe route for me right now. I don't have guy friends to fall back on. I don't have like I'm not I don't have any work colleagues like that I'm I was like seeing or any you know, you're not meeting people through work. Like, you know, yeah. my roommates have friends that they've met here, but all of them are pretty much in relationships because we're all in our early thirties. So I just had to kind of bite the bullet. And don't get me wrong, like I'm I have I'm not dating anyone right now. But are you dating? Like, are you on anything right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, baby steps. Like yeah. I was seeing someone and he was just like kind of a nightmare. I mean, he like, we held a funeral for him. If you don't know what I mean, you have to go check out Tanks. If whoever's listening to this. Is this whole episode just going to be an ode? It's just going to be an ode to things. Um, We held a funeral for him because I thought he ghosted me and then he kind of like came back from the dead. He came back from the dead being like my mom came to visit, which like he had told me she was coming before. So I kind of believed that. 
and was like, you know, I'm so sorry. Like I fucked up. Like I wanted to take you out for Valentine's day, like blah, 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 blah. We then, so this was like the fourth time I'd seen him. So anyways, I decided that I would see him again. I was like, if you plan something, then I will come meet you. So we go to Bellwoods, this like brewery in Toronto. And he's like all dressed up, um, has like a bouquet of flowers. I was like, oh my God, like, is this my knight in shining armor? There were so many other issues with this man, by the way. Like I was being delusional. Um, Not like he was nice to me. He was very nice to me, but like there were other problems um anyways we like have dinner we have drinks we go back to his place and then he's like I've got an early morning and I was like okay so I guess I'm leaving and then he I never heard from him (laughs) like I'm sorry I can't what why would you why would you get me anyways point being everyone's got like those silly dating stories where you get ghosted or um you know, you need a psychopath. This guy's house was like a dumpster fire situation. It was wild. Um, but what I think I'm trying to say is there were a lot of things wrong with that situation, but it was nice to, to start opening up and being like, Mm -hmm. okay, like maybe I still did say to my friends here, like, I don't even know if I like him that much, but I like being liked. And I think that that's something that I need to work on. Um, because I'm new to dating and I've often been in situations where I've like liked people, but they haven't liked me back. So I think being liked is definitely something that's not the same as like there being a mutual connection just because someone likes you doesn't mean you should keep going on dates with them. Yeah. But yeah, I, so yeah, lots of baby steps, lots of like figuring it out as I go. I've like been on, I don't know, maybe between like five to eight, like first dates in the last eight months. Okay. So like, not like tons. And I've been on maybe like a handful of follow-up dates with each of those people. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to go on a date on Friday. You I seem so – Megan. Oh, hon. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like kind of looking forward to it. But I think – do you ever have like the feeling of like you like someone and you're interested and then they say something or they say a couple of things over text message and you're like – I think you've ruined it. You got the egg. Yeah, like a little bit. I was away over the weekend and he just like, we've been texting like a lot yeah. and it's too much for me. And I think like, it's, it's a lot. Like, it's like, good morning. And it's like, okay, we're not in a relationship. Like, we don't need to say good night and good morning. Like, that's like too much for me. Like, we have not met yet. So it's like, it's quite a bit. Um, And he just asked like, a lot of questions he kind of wants to like you know it's very not like it's very nice like nothing like bad but then he just started we were on a winery tour all of saturday so i was like mainlining wine for like four hours and he was like where are you going next like what are you doing and it's like i'm like i don't like to be rude so i'm like texting him but then like he started talking to me about like he's having his like he's having this party for his niece the next day and you know, his parents have really fucked him up and like blah, blah, blah. So How do you like, go from oh. one to the other of like throwing a birthday party for your niece this to. Is, this is the problem with the fact I was on a winery tour. Okay. I don't remember <laughs> how we went from one to the other. You but... do know you can look back at your texts. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much texting involved. There's too much going on. I would take forever. Um, 
so yeah anyways it just and then like that's kind of continued where he's like he's like my mom is like like so annoying and like so anal and like I feel like I like her and like he's just like said a few things that I'm like oh like you're not like making yourself seem one of the biggest red flags to me this is an automatic no it used to be like just a a red flag and now it's it's a hard hard path the second a guy starts talking poorly about an ex or like their mother or yeah. females in their lives i'm out i don't care if they were you know cruella deville i do not care there is a way to speak about your your ex-partners, your your mother, your just any woman in your life in a way that is respectful. Exactly. Still <laughs> rooted in some level of respect. Yeah. And this if you aren't able to do that, don't say anything. And like if there have been a few guys that I've talked with or actually dated who have had very serious relationships. And it's always such an indicator to me of who they are when they explain the relationship, like their past relationship or how things are. Like there was a guy that I was dating that has – is divorced with kids. And immediately after hearing the relationship or how he spoke about his ex, I was like this – even if we work, this is going to be too complicated and this is going to be an issue down the road. The way that he spoke about women or like – No, about like his ex – Um, And like the relationship and stuff like that. And I'm just like, at a certain point, you just don't really need to say anything. Like at one point, whether they're your parent or like anything, they meant something to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like that tricky – I completely agree. And so like getting those like little sound bites and like – and then that coupled with the like constant communication has just Mm -hmm. like – made me less excited and then like he can feel it right like you can feel when someone's like the energy he kind of shifts their energy and you're like and his reaction to that is like he's really trying to like latch on so like I hadn't responded to him last night when he said like what are you up to on Friday so then this morning he's like can you can I see you tonight and it's like okay like this is like not good (laughs) well it's also like just plan especially if you guys like if you haven't met yet, like plan a date. You don't need to be talking every day. Like you're not going to get the same things out of – you're almost going to ruin that, like the magic of a first date if you're talking too much ahead of time. I completely agree. And like, like it's it's too much. You don't know each other. You have no rapport. You don't – like you don't know each other's banter. It's not even like we're talking on the phone or anything. Like it's all through text. So like no. at first I was like, oh, he's super funny. And now I'm like, we're talking about like what he's eating for dinner. And I'm just no. like, listen, I feel like we've been married with children for five years. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think I should just go on the date just to like see. Yeah, but not like – again, that's another thing. So – and maybe I'm just too particular. But like a first date, if you ask me out today for a date tomorrow, I'm saying no. I've got too much shit going on. I can't like – coordinate my life that quickly. I'm sorry. Like I need at least like three days notice if we're going on a date. Yeah. 
And I think that's totally fair. It's just a respect thing. It's like I have other things going on in my life. You're super busy. Like especially right now with work, you've got so much going on. So like – Well, that's the thing is he does know that. Like I was like, no, like I can't – well, also I was talking to you. I'm not going to miss that. But like I was like, no, I can't tonight. Like I'm really busy. Um, let me know. I'll let you know tomorrow about Friday. And he was like, okay, sounds good. And like, I said, and then I said like, have a good day. (laughs) And he was like, you too. So like, I'm, he has not messaged me since. So I think he's gotten the memo, like, as in like, okay, she can't talk all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know that I was ever, this is something I'm trying to work through is like really, and it comes back to that first thing I said of like looking at yourself from above, which obviously I'm not actually looking at myself from above, but like Mm -hmm. trying to like psychoanalyze the date while you're on it and figure out if they like you, I think, and not really knowing like, do I like them? I think that that's still something that I'm struggling with is like, I like the feeling of being liked and I need to make sure that I'm not just like leading someone on because I like that feeling. So I definitely woke up today and felt kind of guilty because I was like, I'm not really that into it, but like, I definitely have acted like I was excited about it. Like, but now I'm feeling a different way. So it's like, it's just like that really complicated kind of like. I would yeah. go on the date just like, you never know. And how people are on text is massively different to how they are in real life. Yeah. Um, right. And then at least, you know, right. And it's like dating. I think this is why I got so burnt out. I mean, I was just so burnt out in life in general in the fall. But it's like my idea of dating before I was like ready to date or like before I was single, when I would look at my single girlfriends would be like, this is so fun. They're going out. They're meeting all these people. It's like this whole experience. And it's it's, it's meant to be more enjoyable. And yeah, you meet some like frogs along the way, but it's something that you know, is really meant to be enjoyed and not meant to be daunting. And I think for me, that's why as I'm getting ready to maybe look at dating again, one, I at this point, I also feel a lot more clear on what it is I'm looking for. Like I'm not interested in something casual. I'm not interested in something like a hookup. Like that's just not what I'm here for right now. And I'm totally okay if the person I'm talking to is not – on the same wavelength, but then we're just not going to work. And I'm, I feel at this point like so much more clear on what I'm looking for and what I want that it's also eliminating a lot of the noise of like dating. Cause you're like, well, maybe this could work and maybe this guy could be something and maybe I could like him and maybe he would be great. And you're trying to like pull, like pull all these guys and fit them into these boxes. And then you're just exhausted because you're spending so much energy on something that's not really viable and doesn't align with what you want or what it is you're looking for. And then you end up going in too all in too quickly. Or as you said, like you put all your eggs in one basket, which, you know, part of the pandemic has been you have to. You can't see multiple people at the same time. So I feel in a significantly better space now. I also feel more ready. I think I talked about this in like – uh, yeah. our first episode. I feel ready for the first time in the last, you know, bit that I've been single that I'm ready for a relationship. I'm ready to have someone come into my life. And I don't know if before this I was really ready. So it was almost just like I was spinning my wheels dating without actually going anywhere. Yeah. Oh, there's like so much in what you just said. I feel like the one thing that's sticking out though is like how we're – I understand – 
like the, the idea of being more clear on what you want. But I think, I hope I didn't say this already in the po- the podcast, but I know I've referenced Dolly Alderton before. Mm-hmm. She basically, uh, she did like a premiere for one of her new books and she was talking about how modern day dating apps are not set up properly for you to meet people based no. on things that you actually care about. So I'm curious, like essentially she's like, I don't love you because you love rock climbing. Like I, I don't care if you like rock climbing like I mean good for you that's great and maybe we will have great chemistry and we'll get along but like that is not why I want to meet you and I think there's like a huge opportunity to like shift the way the dating apps work and I don't I don't have the answers at all like I'm not saying sitting here being like it should be like this mm-hmm. but I do think that it's such a an interesting point because like I completely agree like I don't know how you're doing that weeding out because I feel like I'm I don't think I'm as clear as you are because like right now I'm kind of enjoying the like, like in an ideal world, I'd have a roster in a couple of months, you know, like I just really want to like have fun. I want to date around. I want to figure out exactly what I like, but I don't know how to weed people out because I'm not that bothered about what people look like. It's it's not about what they look like. Like that's not, I mean, okay. Dating apps in general are set up physically. But what I'm saying is that dating apps are so focused. I don't think that you're saying like, I'm, I'm clear on what I want physically. I know that that's not what you're saying. But like, what, what I'm struggling with is that like, there's so little information and it's so focused on what people look like and also like Mm. the activities that they like doing or like the types of foods that they like. And And the way they've set up their profile or like for guys, their height, like there's all of these things. And absolutely like, you're making a decision at first glance, which truthfully though, isn't much different than if you were to be at a bar That's and true. you see someone and you like, it's at first glance, right? Um, but don't you feel like you would know sooner? You would know sooner if you went up to someone at a bar or they came up to you and you had a 10 minute conversation, you would know. Absolutely. A bit sooner than like texting someone for two weeks and then meeting up and then realizing that. It, so it's it's almost more exhausting the way that we're doing it now. Totally. And I think for me, so I'll come back to how am I weeding people out in a second. But like for me, when I'm talking, that's why I'm liking the kind of approach I'm taking right now. And I'll go back to, maybe I'll go back to Hinge. I don't know. Um, but like a guy with good banter, I don't give a shit what you look like. If you so can funny. make me laugh, if there's something funny in your profile, if you've got a good sense of humor and it, the conversation isn't mundane, I'm in. Like probably – this is probably not a great thing to say, but like if we're aligned and like the next thing I'm about to say, if you match that, then I'll meet you for a coffee. Like we'll go for a drink. Like I'll give you – because you never know. And who people people are on their profiles. And Kelly said this before when she was talking about like our one of our good friends when she was talking about her husband. She was like, I couldn't tell you what his profile looked like when like they first met. Like he probably put the worst photos up. Like guys are terrible at this. Oh my God. I was sorry, slight tangent, but like I was saying this to my roommates the other day of like, this is this is their A game. This is their Yeah, don't I this is their A game. Like, how is your first picture a selfie with your face, like, smushed up against a camera? Like, that's your A-game? Yeah. It's wild to me. I feel you like just, we could make a lot of money consulting on this, but anyways. You could. You absolutely could. 
But uh, no, the way I'm weeding people out, like a bit into the conversation before we get to talking about like if we would want to meet or something, I'm straight up asking, what are you looking for? If that directness is a turnoff for someone, they're not my person. That's like, I'm so proud of you. That's amazing, Cole, that you're doing that. Thanks. Like, I just, doing that. I'm busy. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to waste my time on someone who is just there. Who's just looking to have sex. That's just not what I'm interested in right now. And you know what? All the power to you. Best of luck on your journey. You're just not my person. Yeah. And I think from there, there's a lot of – like obviously there's other things that are deal breakers or things like that for me in dating, but that's not something I'm going to auto-weed weed out right off the bat. Like I'll kind of get into that further along as we go. Funny enough, though, there was a guy that I went on a a few dates with in the summer, and um, he was quite direct. Super, super nice guy. Didn't – like we just weren't vibing in the end, but he – before we met, he's like, I want to ask you some questions to see if it even makes sense to meet up. He's like, first of all, he's like, do you want kids? Wow. Um, Second question was like, do you believe in monogamy? And like he was just like straight up. He's like, I don't want to waste either of our time if like these core values of like what we're looking for don't match. And to me, that was so attractive that it was like, yeah, I'll go on a date with you. Like you're – you seem like such a good guy and like had just so much more awareness over his wants and needs. And again, if I was maybe like in my early 20s – and like new to dating for the first time and, you know, not really clear on what I was looking for, then I, you know, would be like open to anything. But I'm just not right now. And I – this kind of confidence to be that direct is newer for me. It it kind of aligns with how I felt when I went through my breakup Um, because like it's not always just about – if you love someone or how you feel about a person, but it's – there are fundamental things in, for each of us that are non-negotiable. And I would rather at this point in my life be single forever than settle for someone just for the sake of having a partner. I'm going to start doing that. Like not – maybe yeah, not like exactly the way that did it or the, exactly the way you're doing it, but like – I definitely think that I need to be more direct. It's like, ugh, it's so funny. I I really hope people feel like seen when they listen to this because I feel like everyone is just trying to figure out how to do this yeah. crazy thing. And um, one of our friends, she uh, went through like a, a breakup and um, she's just started dating again. And we were talking about how, you know, like, when you start dating someone, I think it's definitely for the worse, but we are kind of trained not to ask for too much. Like this relates directly to the directness thing that, that you're talking about, which I think is so great, but like, you're kind of as a woman trained by society to like, be like the easy breezy, cool chick. Like I don't ask hard questions. I'm so fun. Like, you know, the the story that people tell in romantic comedies, it's like women are fun and flirty and like cool. And then, you know, 
men become so attracted to that and then they and then it becomes more serious right like it's like that's the progression that's like the normal progression that's shown and i think what that what plays out in real life is that you end up in a situation where you're not asking the direct questions. You're not saying exactly how you feel. So you're essentially like stifling all these things that you want to say. And then you're when sacrificing the your own happiness. Yeah. And when the situation becomes untenable, when you're like, I really like this person, I can't pretend to be the, and you know what, maybe this isn't how everyone else feels, but this is totally how I feel. Mm. You're like, I want to be more honest. I want to be more direct. I want to ask for what I want. You end up, it comes out like often quite like, anxiety ridden and like sometimes like angry and that like, energy you can feel a mile away yeah and like I want to say these things but I just don't feel like you, you know you've wanted to say them for a while but you didn't feel like you could and then they come out in like a way that maybe you didn't want them to and like fuck that like it's so irritating and then you become the girl yeah. who you know is really anxious about things and isn't cool and or is um, begging for the bare fucking minimum yeah. It's just so funny. It's like, a, it's maybe it's not, that's not really what a catch 22 is, but it just feels so frustrating because you're just trying to fit into this ideal of what it is to be like a yeah. cool girl dating in her twenties or thirties. So this summer, I'm going to kind of go back to when we were at your cottage and we were talking about dating on the dock yeah. and I got you to show me your profile Mm-hmm. And you put it – you show me – I'm like, this – Megan, you are so fucking vibrant. You have so much personality. You're gorgeous, like – and you are not putting your best foot forward. And I think a lot of the time, women who have a lot to offer tend to fit themselves into a specific box and dim or dull down who they are. And it's like if someone can't handle who I am – and like that's why we were like – like you're – I – you know I'm obsessed with you. Like – and that's like looking at – gosh, Nicole. This is my love letter to you. Um, <laughs> but like a few quick pictures that actually capture who you are make a world of difference and it actually yeah. puts you forward and what ends up happening is then – again, that's another way to weed out people. If someone's not interested in like the real you – so true. Fuck it. That's and like, like I just went through the same thing. Like I sent – No, sorry. I was I just – I sent like a bunch of my girlfriends. <laughs> I hate our internet. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, and I was just going to say that I went through the exact same thing, like sending my girlfriends here a bunch of pictures and they ended up picking photos that I wouldn't have necessarily picked. They're like, you just look happy. Like you you just look more natural and like more excited and like the energy is different. And I was like, interesting. And I think if I have any advice for anyone, have someone else look at it. Like run it through someone who knows you well because that's your first glimpse into who you are. And if it doesn't actually match, you're not going to attract people you're going to align with regardless yeah. of like – you know, how beautiful or, and like, yeah, anyways, that's my little rant. First of all, thank you. I appreciate that. It's like funny. Like I was like really excited to have this conversation and I I'm loving it. It's so interesting, but like, it's also the thing. And you know, this, the thing in my life that like, I'm feel the most vulnerable about. So I'm like, feel myself getting emotional and I'm like trying not to get emotional. Um, 
but yeah, it's, I find dating really difficult and it's like really, I mean, I found it easier over the last year, but I definitely find that it like plays on all of like the body image, like, you know, body image triggers. And I'm sure that a lot of women feel this way. Um, And I think what you were saying about pictures on, on your profile, like, I think a good piece of advice is like, I, Nicole, when we were at my cottage took pictures of me and like a couple like of me, like in my bathing suit. And like, there's like some nice ones of like, (laughs) tasteful. Yeah. Sorry. Not like, you know, not really raunchy or anything. Um, but just me like laughing and like having fun. And, um, I was like so nervous to put them up because I was like, oh my God, I feel like I look like really curvy in them. And like, I don't know if, you know, this is going to be what's going to attract people to like want to meet me. And I've had way more success with those photos than I have with the photos where I was like trying to hide parts of myself that I don't like. Because like the things that you think are too much for someone and you're trying to dull down or like, like that's what makes you stand out. Yeah. And when you're able to be yourself, that's what's going to make the right person. Whether you're on a dating app or in a bar or a grocery I don't care. That makes all the difference in the world. And the the hardest part about dating, like when I – again, before I started dating, having been in a longer-term relationship, I had so many preconceived notions about what this experience <laughs> yeah. would be. And I even remember like you and I, when I was, when I was in a relationship and you, you were single – I would say things to you and since have apologized for saying those things because I don't realize how like the reality of the situation situation is. Like I think I used to say to you like it'll happen when you least expect it or when you you're not looking for it it'll And like if someone says that to me now I'm putting my hands in a like cheese grater. Like <laughs> it's, it's it's so, so frustrating and the idea you have about what the experience is, add in a pandemic, add in, you know, not having a ton of other single friends and like the challenge just gets that much worse. Yeah. And it's a massive ego hit. (laughs) Like day after day. I love the honesty though. Like I think that like more people should experience what you've experienced because to be honest, you're unique in that you have now experienced like being in a very secure long-term relationship and then, you know, spending a significant chunk of your, of your time single. Mm. And it's difficult for people to see those two different realities oftentimes, because I think there's like often two types of people. One, they kind of bop between quite serious relationships or they're, they spend more time being single. And like, what I will say is, I definitely am more the single category. Like I've never really been in a serious relationship and um, no, like I haven't, not really. I haven't been in a serious relationship and I definitely idealized what being in a relationship was. Right. So I think it goes both ways Mm -hmm. and I've had to check myself several times being like, it's not snuggles and handholding and like loads of sex and, you know, cooking dinner together and going out on these amazing like travel excursions. Like that's not all of what a relationship is. Um, And I think it's important to realize that there are like issues and challenges with both, but there's also wonderful, beautiful moments with both. 
Um, and like, there are certain things I absolutely love about being single. It was so funny. I think I've told you this before, but my mom, like I've like planned my full wedding. Like I like know where I want to have it. Like I'm like, I, I planned it in my head, not like on, on paper. And my mom was like, Megan, you do realize that like, you're going to have to involve the person that you want. 100%. Like you can't just like decide where you want to have your wedding and then just like invite him on the day. Unilateral like like, planning. (laughs) But like I've been single my whole life. So I'm just kind of like, that's the way I make decisions. Like I make them myself and I love that about myself. I love that I'm very independent and I can, I don't need reassurance oftentimes. Like I can just make decisions and kind of roll with them, but that will be a huge learning curve. Massively. When I am in a relationship to be like, okay, I don't get just to make decisions. Like I have another person that I make decisions with and that's going to be weird. Yeah, completely. And that's why it's so important to be sure of the person you're committing to. And again, like me now at 33 versus me at 25, the way I'm approaching everything is massively different. And I just – I didn't necessarily, the last time I was single, have the confidence to to be myself and to – I also just didn't know myself nearly as much, which I think yeah, is that's a, good point. Um, a huge thing. But it's nice for me now, like you said, I have empathy for both sides and I, I see the frustrations and I multiple times – have called you or texted you being like, I'm so sorry I once said this or did this because it's so fucking annoying when people are saying this to me now. Oh my God. One of the worst is the next person you meet is going to just be like, cause like I've been single forever. So people are like, Megan, but when you meet someone, that person is going to be your everything. Like that person. I don't want someone to be my everything. And I'm like, Okay, first of all, that is an enormous amount of pressure for that person. Like the poor guy is going to be like, you know, I'm very lucky in that I have a ton of great friends who, you know, would probably hurt a man quite a bit. Without question. If they messed me up. But that's so much pressure for someone. Like they they shouldn't have to live up to this lifetime of like Megan wanting to be in a relationship. I hate when people say that. No, and I know it like comes partner should point. never be like they should never ever be your everything. No. And like your partner, anyone who's going and this is something as well that like again as you go through different stages in your life you recognize like your partner should never be something you look to to complete you. It should no. always be something in your life that you're looking to complement to make you better. I saw this thing, I'm going to read it actually. Actually, this is the perfect time to do it. I screenshotted it yesterday. I saw it on TikTok by at uh, Late Night Epiphanies. But it says, stay single until it feels easy, simple like breathing. Stay single until you don't have to constantly remind someone how to be better or how to treat you right. Stay single until you find someone who knows exactly what you need before you have to ask. Someone who understands your love language and will do their best to learn it who is willing to make compromises, who wants to make sure you are both understood and appreciated. Stay single until you find someone who would do anything to make you feel loved and heard. And that is a partner. That's not someone that you're looking to to complete you and is your everything. Like you need to have other things in your life, but 
I think at this point, at least for me, like I said earlier, like I'm not getting into another relationship until it's like someone you want to spend a long time yeah. with. It, like you there's exactly like there's just and it could happen super quickly. It could never happen. I'm at peace with both. Oh, the I'm envious of you. Yeah, I mean, I have my days, but I think like my steady state is like at this point content to just go about my life and build it as I want it to. But I think that also is as I'm dating, going into like redating again, I just don't have time for someone's bullshit. And I don't feel bad explaining to someone what my boundaries are and what my needs are and then sitting back and letting them meet them or not meet them or respond to that. Like it's not for me to beg someone to treat me the way that I want to be treated or to be someone that they're not just to fulfill a need that I'm looking for. So like when we're talking about being direct in dating, like – I feel aware of what I want and what I need in a partner right now. And if I tell that to someone and they don't they don't match that, best of luck, you're not it. Yeah. And like this actually might be a perfect way of ending it because like I feel like we've kind of come full circle in the sense that like mm. maybe we haven't maybe we haven't come full circle, but it's like what you're saying, like in order to put up those boundaries and be as direct as you are being, which is amazing. Like you have to know what they are. And like, you that have is to figure out amazing. Yeah. That's one of the great things about dating in your thirties is like, I did, would have never have known what my bound, I would never have even, and I don't oh. feel like I'm necessarily where you are. Um, in the sense that like, I'm as connected to what those are, because to be honest, I do feel like I'm at a bit of a disadvantage have or ne- having never been in a serious relationship because like, I haven't enacted, like I haven't, I've been in obviously these amazing friendships and like I have great relationships in my life, but I don't know um, in practice some of what my boundaries would be. So sometimes I like struggle with that a little bit, but I do think that for the majority of people in their twenties, they're like dating. Um, maybe they end up in like one long-term-ish relationship um, and so you start to learn what those boundaries and what those like things that you really care about are. And that makes dating in your thirties to, to some extent easier. Like you're mm-hmm. obviously, you have that pressure of, oh my God, I'm in my thirties and I'm dating, but, um, at least, you know, yourself and you can set those boundaries. I think that that's like yeah. a really wonderful, wonderful thing about where we are in our life right now. I couldn't agree more. Um, I, uh, I feel like we could talk about this forever. We truthfully could. <laughs> I um maybe to end on like maybe more of a fun note. Let's do it. When it comes to dating, do you have any like pre-date rituals or like get ready things that are like traditions oh, yeah. that you get? Yeah. What are they? I always have a glass of wine. Absolutely. Like, I really try not to be – like, I don't even really want to be tipsy. I just want to, like, take the edge off. Yeah. Because I'm a very anxious person. So, like – You and me both. 
Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, like I kind of just need that. And I do it while I'm getting ready. Like I, I, what I, what I used to do is I used to make like a whole song and dance of like, you know, trying on loads of stuff and putting on like fun music and drinking a few glasses of wine and like really getting myself into the mood. Literally now what I do is I put on reality TV because I don't want to be in my brain. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I just want to not think because that's not helpful at all. Like being in my brain before a date is so toxic for me because I just need to go into it without really thinking about what could happen. Um, I have one glass of wine. I do my hair. I do my makeup. I choose an outfit and I usually just do that on my own. Like I've been, you know, my roommates are usually like in the living room, but I kind of just like to be on my own before a date. Um, I don't really want to like talk to someone else. Yeah, chit chat. Especially before you're going to go and sit and like have to talk for a significant yeah. amount of time with someone else. Like, what about you? Do you do anything? Yeah, like a moderate sized glass of wine. Yeah. For me, I would say a large glass. A large, one no, large I, glass. No, if I do too, I'm, I'm a lightweight, so it, it doesn't end well. Um, I usually FaceTime my sister and then I put on something that I can like sing and dance to as I'm getting ready just to like shimmy out the nerves. I love that. And then I um, – yeah, that's really it. That wasn't as fun of an answer as I thought it was going to be for either of us. <laughs> your answer last week was like so interesting that your answer to my my final question I think was like about pleasuring yourself. So I feel like this was a slightly less – um. Oh, yeah. I also do that ahead of a date yeah. to take the edge off. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's a wrap, ladies. That's a wrap. <laughs> oh, so my God. I know. I love this. Thanks. Thanks for being – I know this is a topic that you don't necessarily feel as like – it's something that you feel more vulnerable in. So thanks for being so yeah. honest today. I'm like sharing I this. How, I don't know how to be not honest. I know. That's I why love, we're friends. I would love to learn. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, you Don't you dare. That is the best part about your personality. Don't you fucking Someone dare. Someone teach me how to be mysterious. Anyone out there? Mysteriousness is overrated. Anyways, <laughs> time to go. Okay. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.